You're listening to the Savvy Citizen Podcast. I'm Adam Gahn. Today on the show, Neil Harrington from the North Carolina Department of Commerce calls in to talk to us a little bit about ChatGPT and AI in local government and business, what it means, what changes might be ahead, and what you need to look out for. We are here on another edition of the Savvy Citizen Podcast. I've got Janet Schaefer and Elizabeth McGee alongside me, and we've got Neil Harrington from North Carolina Department of Commerce. He's in uh, the Labor and Economic Analysis Unit um, and is a strategic data analyst. Did I I get all that right, Neil? You did. You did. Excited to be here. Glad to join you guys. And we've got Neil with us because today we're talking about kind of AI and chat GPT, and, and Neil wrote something um, two months or so ago, two or three months back, and, and um, just kind of taking a look at what chat GPT, what AI might look like in terms of its effect on the economy, on the labor market, on, on business in general. And Neil, I, I wanted to start with, with just kind of a, a broad question of um, how much have you kind of delved into playing around with this stuff and, and seeing kind of what it can and can't do? Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, so I've looked at, you know, what we started to kind of um, look at how ChatGPT can uh, improve our workflows here at Lead, And I, I use it fairly regularly, at least a few times a week um, to, uh, to kind of um, help me either run an analysis on something in a statistical software program or, um, or kind of get some feedback on writing or anything like that. Right. I do a lot of uh, blog writing on the lead feed where we talk about, um, uh, what's going on in the economy and, and the labor market more broadly. Um, so, you know, sometimes I'll uh, get some feedback from an article for an article that I've written using ChatGPT and, uh, or, or help kind of, uh, you know, rework sentences if I'm stuck on something. Um, so it's really good for, you know, I found it's really useful for things like that and help me kind of generate new ideas uh, if, I'm, if I'm stuck on something, you know, and it's also, uh, I've also found it useful um, and kind of, helping me with more complex issues, right? So a lot of my, some of my work I do, uh, uh, like statistical programming in um, a software called R. Um, oh, so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, you know, I'll ask questions, like it's stuck on something. I don't know uh, necessarily how to, um, how to kind of get around an issue um, instead of spending an hour or two um, Googling uh, my problem and, you know, looking through forums and things like that. I can ask ChatGPT the problem, and it, it will. Uh, it's trained on kind of a lot of the same forums that I'm reading, right? And it can save me um, upwards of an hour um, trying to figure figure out an answer to my problem. Um, and it will, you know, even generate code that I can just copy and paste and oh, wow. put does back it, into, the, it, into the program. Does it know R the language? Yeah, you know, it it, uh, it it knows what um, what it's been trained on in R, right? So it's like there's blogs like Stack Overflow and other forums like that that were coders kind of go and talk about their issues and people offer feedback. So the AI, AI is trained on that. So it, it, uh, it, it can generate code itself and then you can copy and paste and put into it. Um, sometimes it's not perfect, you know? Um, so uh, it, sometimes it requires you to kind of work with the, the chatbot that you're communicating with and saying, hey, this isn't working. Um, and, it'll, and it will often come back with another response. So you have to kind of work out tweaks if it's something really complex and um, you, and you do have to have some sort of kind of knowledge and background, or it's helpful to have some sort of knowledge and background um, in order to kind of really get it to work seamlessly. But yeah, it, it's it's pretty um, incredible that it's able to do things like that in just six months that it's been out. 
Yeah. We have an analyst in budget and strategy that uses it to when she's stuck in Excel, when she's stuck in Power BI, when she's stuck in a variety of things. She just puts something into chat GPT and she usually gets a pretty good answer. And I guess that's a good point to make is that you still have to you still have to know how to use chat GBT to and use yeah. the programs that you're working with for it to be helpful. So I think there's a lot of um, concern, you know, that this will be um, replacing people's jobs. But I think the jobs are just becoming more of like, you know, you got to hone in your skills on how to use these tools instead of it just replacing people altogether. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think the uh, what we've been thinking about it really, you know, is uh, it has the ability to really increase the productivity of, uh, of workers more broadly, which is kind of, the, which is pretty much what other other forms of automation like this have done as well, right? It increases worker productivity um, more than more than anything else, um, and it has the ability to create new jobs as well. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it's a it's a pretty um, pretty impressive program, and it's only kind of growing and getting better. And uh, I'm excited to see kind of how else it. Uh, you know, the other impacts it'll, it'll create. Yeah. Outside of the way that you've been using it personally, do you, how do you foresee maybe other types of government functions being impacted by these tools? Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of exploring ways that we can implement it um, in our own, in our own uh, workflows and things like that, you know, and part of that, um, so we, we have a, a tool called um, ncareers.org. And it helps people uh, helps people kind of uh, uh, navigate um, the the job landscape and figure out um, figure out what kind of career pathways look like for their uh, for their kind of education level and what kind of education they'll need to to progress in that career path and things like that and the skill sets that they have and other other occupations that are similar to that. So um, you know we've kind of uh, we're kind of trying to figure out a way if there's a way to implement AI like technology like ChatGPT into that to really make the uh, to really make the uh, the service better and, and make make the make the user experience in NCCareers.org a lot better. Um, so there's things like that that we're thinking about for our own work. Uh, more more generally right it can help with um, kind of administrative uh, administrative tasks in some ways. Uh, whether that's uh, responding to emails or being kind of like a external facing resource for uh, for somebody coming to a county government website, maybe and trying to figure out what service, uh, you know, trying to figure out where they need to to go to learn about some service or some um, some other function of county government help kind of help them better navigate um, the resources that uh, governments have um, available to folks. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that. We just transitioned over to a new website with Civic Plus last year for, for Gaston County. And one of the features that they offer is this chatbot tool, which is very much kind of an AI sort of learning, um, uh, almost a virtual assistant for people that, that come in and they can't figure out, well, I don't know where I need to go to get this question answered. So they can just pop the question in there and it'll kind of help them. And we can do training on the back end to try to put more information in there to help basically make it smarter. And it's a it's an active learning thing. So the more questions it gets, the better it can kind of guide people to the right place, either on our website or go, you know, we don't have that information here. You would go to the, the a city website or you go to the State Department of Transportation or, or what have you. So it's it's fascinating how being able to have those type of resources can can really from our end allow us to almost be 24 seven in terms of our customer service platform. 
Adam, I like to think that's you on the other end of the chat by answering all of my questions. I'll just no. pretend that it's you. Yeah, I, I get called out at 2 a.m. when there's like a you know major weather event in Cherryville like earlier this week. But yeah, no. It's... I'm going to start, ch start chatting. Hey, Adam, how are right. you today? If, if the chat bot starts um, taking on my personality, then we've got problems. Because then it's going to get snarky with people. And that will not be good. Those kind of chat bots that have been on websites um for a while and those are kind of a form of ai themselves right but with this new this new technology like chat gpt and other generative ai forms like it and the way it kind of um trains itself and and gets better as more people interact with it i think it will really improve those uh those tools um uh, so they're more helpful for people right because i'm sure you know most of the time when i go on a website and i see where those chatbots pop up i hit the x because yep. <laughs> i know it's not going to be that helpful but this you know, this, this kind of new technology might be able to make that um, a lot more helpful for folks. Yeah, we've come a long way from the uh, the Microsoft Office paperclip guy. Oh, <laughs> Clippy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so have you seen any new job industries develop in North Carolina, um, specifically related to AI and this developing technology? Um, you know, maybe not on like a wide scale necessarily. Um, you know, there's been um some uh kind of talk around like uh new jobs kind of like prompt engineers for people that just have really um or have really already developed the uh, ability to communicate with it effectively hmm. um which which you know that, that that might be something that uh that uh kind of materializes out of this you know that's kind of we still have to kind of wait and see if that sticks around um or not you know uh, but, uh, you know, there's, as people start innovating with it more and finding new ways to put it into their, um, into their kind of workflows and whether that be production processes in a, in a, in a manufacturing factory or, or somewhere else, I think, uh, we would probably increasingly see more jobs, uh, pop up from it. That's kind of how, you know, pathways of, of automation that, um, have really affected, uh, kind of production processes more generally, right? Those, uh, those might've kind of um cause some disruption for some jobs but at the same time they created new jobs around it that uh that really offset any sort of uh, negative uh, impacts that it had i know before chat gpt was um out or released uh dolly have you used dolly it's i haven't really used dolly too much actually we started using it for some things and i Every time I mention it to somebody, they're like, what is this going to do to the artist community? And, and these it's an image generator. Yeah, it's an yeah. image gen generator. Yeah. Um, but I mean, unless the entire art industry is based around like an eight by eight um, inch, like. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. You know, like they, it's not going to replace anything else, but it is a cool tool. Also, because to it's terrible at making faces. <laughs> and words. It is yeah. uncanny, yeah. terrifying. <laughs> Anytime there's yeah. a face in there. Yeah. 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 Besides it being like absolutely terrifying sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I, I've seen a few Dolly or some other kind of AI um, uh, image generator that, you know, had, had somebody's face and there's about 200 teeth in the top row. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It does not know it's how many satellite. fingers a person is supposed to have. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, 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 and with things like art, you know, I think people pay for the, uh, Sometimes I say from the kind of the story behind it, the creativity of the artist. So mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I doubt it would really impact yeah. um, artists too substantially. You know, it, it, it might make it easier for um, uh, if you're trying to find an image 
to throw in a, a PowerPoint presentation. You want to make sure it's under a Creative Commons license or somebody doesn't have a copyright on yeah. it, right? It might make it easier to generate images like that. Mm -hmm. I, this is something that I've seen in a couple places, and it, it may be something that is uh, a bit anecdotal, but uh, there's there's been some comparison of AI as kind of a game changer for, for the workforce, in, kind of on the same level as like the broad adoption um, of the internet back in the mid nineties. Uh, do you see any kind of parallels or comparisons there? Or do you think it's too early to say like the level of impact that AI might, AI might have? Yeah. Um, it, in some ways um, it, it might be too early to say, like to really pinpoint the exact level of uh, impact. I think certainly it will be innovative and will, and will be game changing to some extent. Um, and I mean, just in the, you know, chat GBT was released in November of 2022. So what, what was that like? six seven months ago and it's already right. made a really big splash and it's already changing a lot of things um so I, I think as it continues to develop and companies continue to build tools around the type of technology um it will probably increasingly be more more game changing um i think what really sets it apart from previous innovations in the economy and, and um is the speed at which it's able to kind of learn and improve itself Hmm. Um, you know, so as an AI, it's constantly uh, being trained on the interactions it's having with users and improving its output uh, based on that. Um, you know, even in the past few weeks, if, if you're using it regularly, like we've kind of noticed the um, the output that it's providing is, is more useful um, as it's as it's learning what uh, what kind of you like and don't like. Um, so that, I think that that uh, ability to um, to improve itself and the speed at which it kind of adopts um, is really what differentiates it and distinguishes it from other innovations it'll, it'll really give it the ability to, to be uh, game changing this is something that for me i i wonder um what are some of the questions that you've gotten you know at, as you've written about chat gpt and about ai what are some of the big things that people are wanting to know at this point yeah the the, the biggest thing i think um uh, is uh just you know is it just gonna is it gonna eliminate jobs and things like that then which sure, is kind of sense. all the yeah, and that's the that's the main concern with um, with any sort of technological innovation going back to the like 16th century. You know? <laughs> Everybody's always always concerned with that, which is a, a kind of a natural um, concern, I think. Right, um, and so I think that's probably the biggest one. Um, I, I I I am I am more optimistic, I think, than than uh, some people are about whether it's going to eliminate jobs or not. You know, it might. I think it's more likely to do what other ways of automation have done and increase productivity and kind of change the types of tasks that we're working on within jobs um, and more so than, uh, than than really lead to widespread elimination of jobs. Uh, and, and, and any sort of kind of widespread elimination would likely be offset by uh, kind of creation of new jobs as well, I think. I want to pivot a little bit. So our county auditor, like yesterday, sent out an email to a bunch of folks um, with information about this webinar about the ethics and you know potential ethical concerns of adopting AI in the workplace. It's definitely something that I've heard people um, like talk about of different reasons that we should be concerned um, or at least cautious with these tools. And I wonder, you know, when you've been researching this, what has struck you as maybe the most um, like salient concerns with using these tools? 
Yeah, um, yeah, you know, I, I think there certainly are ethical concerns and privacy concerns around it. Uh, the, uh, you know, there, there, I know there's been a lot of stories about the kind of bias that's baked in that can be baked into these kind of tools. Um, that's, you know, in part due to kind of the data that it's trained on, right? And the fact, and the, uh, and probably more, more, um, more broadly, just the kind of human feedback processes that developers like ChatGPT are using to improve the tool. Those, those humans itself and the humans that are writing the, the content that it's trained on have their own biases and that come, comes through in anything they do. So, you know, there's going to be, I mean, biases baked into it, which, which is concerning. Um, and, you know, yeah, there, there is ethical concerns with it uh, as well. And I, I think really uh, the, uh, uh, any tech innovations or ethical responsibility uh, needs to be kind of considered by the creators and the leaders um, that are putting out these tools. Um, ultimately, the onus is kind of on the industry to think about how to mitigate the negative risks and ethical concerns with technology. And of course, uh, regulators, regulators too. Um, and you know, th there is hope that they are doing that and considering that. I know there was a, uh, a Senate hearing um, last week, at the beginning of this week, with uh, Sam Altman, the, uh, the head of OpenAI that created ChatGPT, and a professor that was really big on developing the technology underlying AI, and a representative from IBM, um, where they were, they, you know, they were talking to uh, the Senate. Um, the Senate committee about um, regulation and the ethical concerns with ChatGPT, and uh, um, and they they were very you know they were saying that yes it should be regulated, and I think they're probably going to be working with um, with federal regulators to figure that out. Um, and the, the kind of the tone of the uh, of the hearing itself was a lot different than what um, what might you know what the uh, tone of kind of past. Uh, past uh, hearings with other tech companies has been um, a lot of the a lot of the senators on the, on the committee seems uh, really open and engaging with it and uh, and there seems to be some consensus around the need for regulation in this space do you have an idea of like what are the types of regulation that folks are considering like is it regulating the um, the way that these tools are developed or like on the end user side at all would there potentially be regulations on like using the ai generated material yeah that i'm i'm less uh less familiar with i guess i think it'll probably be both i think there'll probably be regulations of the end user how you can use it and uh and the kind of software itself um uh, i you know but like i said i, I i'm not not 100 familiar with how that will play out and i think because it's so new um uh that will be fleshed out probably moving forward you know I feel like what's happening right now is that um, employers are are really trying to regulate it because they're so they're scared of their proprietary information being mm. put into the system, um, and so I can see kind of a wave of of employers regulate it from their end. And you know, I'm sure it's not long before IT blocks it for us. Right. Don't do that, IT. I love it so much. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know, just because there's so many concerns, especially like with security and and uh, cybersecurity and government offices as well, but um, I, yeah, that's my fear is that it, it'll be up to the employers to regulate it. And, you know, some people will get to use it. Some people won't. Yeah. I feel like that probably is the most realistic yeah. scenario. Yeah. Yeah, certainly there, you know, there, the, um, especially with chat GPT, cause there's an open software, um, anything you're, you're putting into the free version of chat GPT, um, is, you know, the, the AI is being trained on that. So 
definitely don't want to put any proprietary information or any sort of um, private information um, in, into that. Uh, I mean, I think there was actually uh, a lawsuit or, or some, or some uh, kind of uh, issue with Samsung to where uh, some of Samsung employees were putting um, putting proprietary information oh, into ChatGPT. Yeah. The irony is that we would probably use ChatGPT to write the policy against <laughs> using ChatGPT. I've used it for a couple of things like that. Um, that's kind of how I use it in the budget and strategy office in, in local government is um, just kind of for like filler uh, words for policies and things like that. Or like writing a good first draft. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. yeah. Um, or yeah, even yeah. a bad first draft. Yeah. <laughs> bad first draft. Um, that's kind of how we use it. Um, and so, yeah, it would if if it came down to it, we probably would yeah. use the tool to write the policy yeah. against the tool. I actually, I tried to use ChatGPT to make like an outline for this podcast episode. But I mean, it the thing is like, it just comes up with stuff that is inevitably generic. Like, I feel like the conversation yeah. that we organically yeah. have just now <laughs> is kind of more interesting so, than what it was suggesting we should do. So right. what you're saying is this is a sim. This is a simulation. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're already robots. <laughs> we might as well get into it. <laughs> um, there actually is, and I sent this to our podcast staff. I played with it one day. There is a podcast generator where you just type in a topic and it will generate the conversation and all of that, like the voices, it is wow. another really, really creepy, unsettling thing to listen to. But we could have probably just used that. Yeah, maybe this is all <laughs> fake. Maybe is, we'll yeah. get Josh. I'll get Josh to play with it and see, see if he can like sample what that right. actual episode like talking to. Yeah. Do you have to prompt <laughs> it with a question? Yeah. You have to put in what you want the podcast to be about. But, oh, okay. Yeah. Hey everybody, this is uh, Josh here. I am the editor of this episode. I just wanted to chime in and say that in keeping with the spirit of this podcast, I thought it would be fun to put together some AI-generated material for us to check out. So the first thing you're going to hear is audio generated from a site called podbot.ai. I gave it a prompt, which was simply the uses of AI in the workplace. And it not only generated a script, but it also generated hosts to voice that script. It's about three minutes long. It generated its own intro and outro. It has music. Uh, I haven't made any additional edits to any of it. I also thought in addition to that, that it would be fun to, uh, since we normally feature ads in our episodes for county events, I thought it would be fun to have ChatGPT generate an ad as well. So I gave it the prompt, write a 30 second audio advertisement for Gaston County, North Carolina. It gave me a full ad script complete with editing notes, music fades in here, cue sound effects here, blah, blah, blah which I 100% abided by when editing. Also, a little side note, I didn't sign up for a podbot.ai account, so the default name of the show is the Too Lazy to Create an Account Show, which is as funny as it is accurate. So anyway, you're gonna hear tone, then you're gonna hear those things, then we're gonna get back to our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, hope you enjoy, it's a little bit of fun, a little aside just to see what, what AI can do right now. Thanks for listening. This is the Too Lazy to Register an Account podcast. My name is Jordan Morrison. Episode number 1820 is here. Let's get to it with today's topic. The use of artificial intelligence in the workplace. We have no sponsors today. So let's get right to it. The use of artificial intelligence in the workplace has been a topic of discussion in recent years. As technology advances, 
Companies are incorporating AI into various aspects of their businesses to streamline processes and increase efficiency. While some may fear that AI will replace human workers, others argue that it can enhance our capabilities and lead to more creative work. One way that AI is being used in the workplace is through chatbots. Chatbots are programs that use natural language processing to interact with customers or employees, providing information and answering questions. This can save time and resources, as chatbots can quickly identify and address common issues without the need for human intervention. Another area where AI is making an impact is in recruitment. Many companies are using AI to analyze resumes and identify potential candidates based on specific criteria. This allows for a more efficient hiring process and helps to eliminate bias. In addition to recruitment, AI is also being used for employee training and development. By using machine learning algorithms, companies can track employee progress and personalize training programs based on individual needs. This can lead to a more engaged and skilled workforce, as employees can learn at their own pace and receive targeted feedback. On the other hand, some are concerned about the potential negative effects of AI in the workplace. One major concern is job loss. As AI takes over more tasks, there is a risk that some jobs will become obsolete. This could lead to unemployment and economic instability. Another concern is the issue of bias. AI algorithms are only as good as the data they are fed, and if that data contains biases, the AI will also be biased. This could lead to discriminatory practices in areas such as recruitment or performance evaluation. Despite these concerns, the use of AI in the workplace is likely to continue to grow. As with any new technology, it is important for companies to consider the potential benefits and risks and to implement AI in a responsible and ethical manner. With the right approach, AI has the potential to revolutionize the way we work and lead to a more productive and innovative future. This is all for today guys. My name is Jordan and I appreciate your attention. Please join me for the next episode of the Too Lazy to Register an Account podcast and share this podcast with your friends if you enjoyed it. Thanks, bye bye. Are you ready for a charming getaway that's rich in history and brimming with natural beauty? Look no further than Gaston County, North Carolina. Nestled in the heart of the Tar Heel State, Gaston County invites you to explore its vibrant tapestry of experiences. Immerse yourself in the past at the Show Museum, where dinosaurs come to life and regional history unfolds before your eyes. Discover the great outdoors as you hike along picturesque trails, kayak through serene waters, or reel in the catch of the day at one of our many fishing spots. Gaston County is an adventurer's paradise. Calling all food lovers. Savor the flavors of the South at our diverse array of restaurants. From lip-smacking barbecue joints to -to farm-to-table eateries. Don't forget to sip on our award-winning craft brews and wines. For unforgettable shopping experiences, Gaston County offers everything from trendy boutiques to outlet malls. Ensuring you'll find that perfect keepsake or stylish outfit. So come on down to Gaston County, North Carolina where Southern hospitality meets boundless adventure. Plan your visit today at GastonCounty.com. 
So, Neil, one of the things, my wife works as a uh, professor <laughs> at UNC Charlotte, and one of the things that they've really had a tough time with is now trying to figure out how do you determine um, with, with a high level of certainty if students are using ChatGPT to like write their essays. And because some of the, the software now can basically like introduce errors, um, that was one of the ways that they were able to catch it initially. It was like, oh, this is too clean. There's no grammar. There's no spelling errors. Like, um, and it doesn't sound like previous things that you've done in terms of the voice. But like now, like it can introduce like, oh, put in a certain percentage of like grammatical errors or spelling errors or typos. Yeah. And so it's becoming even more difficult for, for professors to be able to figure out like, did my student actually write this? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's one of the, especially in education, that's one of the really big concerns with it is uh, being able to detect cheating and things like that. Um, you know, it, and uh, uh, I'm not sure exactly how to uh, how to how to deal with that. Fairly, um, it could be that um, you know eventually um, assignments evolve, right? If it's kind of known that ChatGPT has this ability to uh, to really improve the base writing level of everybody that is using it. Um, maybe the expectations are kind of raised a little bit higher to where, okay, you need to really use it to come up with um, something that um, that is more kind of analytical or something like that, you know. I was talking to a class of a class of college course um, about the about chat GPT and the professor did not know about it. Oh, wow. And the students like all knew about it and everybody <laughs> got a little nervous. <laughs> and I, I looked at the professor and I was like, um, you know about ChatGPT? He's like, oh yeah, but you know they say it's wrong and this and that. And I'm like, all the students are like, oh, they're so nervous. Yeah, and I, they're I just, like, Janet's gonna narc on us. <laughs> yeah. And I said, <laughs> I my solution to that was like, well, professors have a have an AI tool to determine if you're using AI. So, and they were like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if that's real or not, but I told them. No, that. it is. But it's <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's. But just like everything with AI, like there's, you know, it, it gives you like a certain level of confidence. Like yeah. they'll they'll put something in, and it's like, oh, we're the the AI detector tool is ninety eight percent sure that yeah. this is generated by AI, sort of yeah. thing. It's wild. But also, like, yeah. it doesn't know how to use sources. Yeah, no, that's true. It makes like, yeah. up. It hallucinates as well. Yeah. Yeah. It. yeah, it'll make yeah. fake sources. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's totally fake news. So if you just investigate, like. By Googling an yeah. article that it says <laughs> exists and the article does not exist. It's a really obscure author. Yeah. So if I was going to use ChatGPT to write an essay, I might write, I might use it to write like the bulk of the paragraph, but then add in your own sources. Like you still would have to edit it. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. think that's okay. I mean, I don't know. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's and such it's a gray same, area. I know. It is. And it's the same kind of thing in, in the workplace, right? Like if, if you're using ChatGPT to write something. Mm -hmm. it, you still kind of need some sort of subject matter expertise to really yeah. make sure that it's accurate and to really review it, to really kind of tweak it, to make sure um, whatever you're, especially if you're going to publish it yeah. um, on a blog or anything, to make sure that uh, it, it is actually a good piece of work. You know? Yeah. And also, like, I mean, I don't, maybe this is telling how little I actually know about how the software works, but like, at what point, how much do you have to edit it to know for sure that like there is no plagiarism happening? Like mm -hmm. if it is learning based off of all this other stuff on the internet, like is it possible that there's just a whole sentence that was lifted from a forum or from an article somewhere on the internet? I don't know. I would just be really afraid of, uh, I don't know, 
there being something in the text yeah. that is actually plagiarized that I'm not aware of. So, so that's because you're an ethical person yeah. and you're worried about those concerns. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It's like, to me, it seems like you got to do some work on it to be to truly make it yours. This This reminds me of when you have to click the thing that says, I'm not a robot. You're telling a robot mm. that you're not a robot. Right. <laughs> We're using robots. <laughs> to determine if someone's using robots or not. Right. Yeah. The, one day the robots are going to gang up on us and they're going to be like, no, that's not a robot. That's why I'm leaning, I'm leaning into all of this because I want it on my side, them, it, whatever it may be. <laughs> so, so, Neil, if you're willing to travel down the rabbit hole a little bit with us, I know that there was some conversation a few months back with, I think it was Bing, that Microsoft was testing out like kind of a, an AI version of, of Bing. And I think it was a New York Times reporter that was like going back and forth and there was conversation between the the AI chat. Is and, this the one that told him that he should leave his wife? Right, for, yeah. The AI like, bot that fell in love with it. And then the AI was like, I want to become human sort of thing. That's like, this sounds a little bit too much like Skynet to me. Yeah. He was prodding it. He was really provoking. Uh, yeah, he was. He was intentionally yeah. trying to push the AI bot like as far as he could push it. Wait, at first, but then he backed way off and it kept going. That's true. So. Yeah, I, I think after that article too, um, I, I think after that was when Bing uh, implemented a rule. So you know, again, you know, a company regulating itself um, to where to where you can only ask like like five or twenty things, or you can only send twenty messages to its bot um, in a span of like a few hours to get like resets or something like that. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so you know the, the, those kind of things is where regulation from the private side, from the developers or the public side, is kind of has uh, has the potential to um, really shape how we how we interact with it. You know, mm -hmm. if I can, I'd like to ask you to just put on your best guess here and your your future future glasses. Um, you know, so we've got ChatGPT that just came into effect, like you said, six seven months ago. Um, where do you think that this could potentially evolve in another year, five years, 10 years down the road? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, 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 has, I'm always hesitant to make any, uh, any sort of like concrete, uh, guesses. Um, we're going to hold I, you I, to I, it. You have to put it down in writing <laughs> right now and we're going to come back if you're wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it will certainly continue to develop. And like I mentioned earlier, because the, because it's, in, it's training itself and it's constantly kind of learning and getting better. Uh, I think we'll see it develop at a much quicker pace and it'll become much more useful, especially as companies find ways to implement it into their own, um, their own processes and products and things like that. Um, and I, I, I think where we'll, you know, as companies do that, where we'll see it kind of really uh, impact uh, the most is just the kind of um, the task that maybe we're doing uh, from a day-to-day basis right now much more how, how, how much more quickly we can do do tasks like that um so i think you know maybe in the next few years we'll we'll probably might see that play out a little more to where um as people really uh a, a wider amount of people start using it and start figuring out ways to implement it in their own workflows um and improving uh their own work products and their ability to uh, meet deadlines and and things like that. I think that's where uh, where we'll see the the most impact. Well, we appreciate your insight today, Neil, and and taking the time to talk to us. And um, uh, I wish you the uh, the best of luck as you continue in your career and and um, you know delving into kind of how AI um, will continue to to shape the workforce for years to come. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. I enjoyed it. 
Absolutely. Neil Harrington with the North Carolina Department of Commerce. He's the uh, strategic data analyst. Thank you so much, Neil. Thanks, guys. Great talking to you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Savvy Citizen Podcast. It's produced by the Gaston County Communications Office with hosts Janet Schaefer, Dan Drury Bradley, Elizabeth McGee, and Adam Gobb. Joshua Braswell serves as executive producer, and Gavin Stewart serves as field reporter and producer. Please like us and share reviews on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Next week on the show, Elizabeth McGee and Taylor Drury talk about the fiscal year 2024 budget, how we saw a record tax cut, and what this means for you as a taxpayer. <laughs>